2: I don't know why I'm blanking out on the fact that it's me, Matt Rossi, and I'm hosting the Wizard Watch Podcast. My brain just decided it wasn't going to talk about that. Um, how you doing? It's It's been a week. It's been a week for everybody. Um, I'm here with Liz and Joe. I'm just going to jump right into this because um, they basically dropped this today while I was waiting for the patch to patch. Um, the, the Dragonflight Alpha has a new patch on it, which is Gut Warriors. Uh it's finally got the three warrior talents, uh, arms fury and protection. I I'm currently messing around with the talents. I I think it would be actually be easier for me to talk about this if you guys ask me something and I will try and answer it cuz as right now I'm having a really hard time explaining how I feel about this. So I'm going to go with Joe. Go ahead and ask me a question, Joe.
1: So now that you have an actual like look and hands on with the talents, do you how? What is your initial reaction to them now that you've had your hands on them?
2: They've taken way too much and made it talents to the point where there's no there's no reason if you pick a spec you would you have to take these talents. They are spec defining. There's no way you're not going to. I mean, the bloodthirst one is fine because it's literally the first thing you get in Fury. You have to take it, and every Fury warrior is going to have it. But Rampage is down the tree a bit, and it just. I keep feeling like you know what is a what is they made everything into the talents and nothing like nothing feels like a specialization ability anymore because because nothing is, um, and I don't like that. Um, I don't feel like I have as much room to play around and take talent stuff as I would want. That being said, I do like some of the stuff they've done with the talents. Like for instance, I like how they've made a single-minded fury work that it's a talent now. I like that they've brought. I'm really happy they brought stances back. Um, stances yeah, were just I'm actually st- happy about that too. Actually stances were so much a part of the warrior class and then they were just gone and it doesn't like, they don't feel exactly like they did. They're not the same. And I think that's fine. Uh, but having them and having them be talents that you, you pick up means that you don't have to have all of them. Like maybe you don't want to have defensive stance. Maybe you, but maybe you do. Um, and that's, I would like it if they would put in, some sort of some of the talents are broken also not broken in the sense of that's too powerful literally broken right now, yeah. they don't work um this is an alpha test yeah. you have to expect that um but in general i am i'm like 50 50 like some of it really excites me and some of it really depresses me and i'm not i am not super happy but neither am i particularly upset if that makes sense Like i feel like we will, we will see more iteration and I'm going to be, I know I will be filling out reports when I'm done f- transmog farming and actually get to do some questing. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely know that there's some stuff. Uh, I do like some, some of the ways they've, they've structured things and some of the talents where like, one of the things they've done with the talents for every class is they have that you get to a certain node and this particular node is actually two talents and you pick one of the two. They've done really interesting things with some of the talents here for warriors. Uh, I noticed one for prot and I was like, Ooh, that's, that's interesting. There, there's a lot of interesting stuff there. So I'll say that much. Liz, ask me a question.
3: I mean, they ask you a question. What kind of question am I supposed to ask you? Um, that's not the one that doesn't count. No,
1: no, no. Nice. Okay, try, I'm, Liz. Uh,
3: I, I'm confused. I'm confused. What am I supposed to go with here? Ask me something about warriors. Warrior is genuinely a class that I have never in my life played to max level in any expansion. I do not think I have played a warrior over level 10. So my warrior knowledge is purely that they stand in front of things, so they hit the warrior and I don't have to get hit. That's my knowledge of warriors.
2: Well, that's a good time to me talk about the DPS specs then. Uh, (laughs) There's two of them, um, Arms and Fury. Arms feels a little... There's a lot of stuff that they're bringing in from like, for instance, like I think three or four covenant abilities are in here. Uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff to discuss about it. I feel like this this is the build that they, they were working on like two or three alpha, like internal alpha builds ago. Uh, they've moved on and they're doing other things by now. So it feels weird to talk about it to a degree. But one of the things that I do like is they've... Put some of the stuff that you can—I would think of as talent specialization stuff—into the class talent tree. I'm actually going to pop it
3: open. Oh uh, yeah, there we go. Can I? Can I butt in here? Sure. I think I think it's interesting that some of the stuff has moved into the class tree because that allows you to do that hybridization stuff. You can be like the protection warrior, and maybe you grab some furious things if you want to lean that direction a little more. Well, um, look right here. I mean, I'm on the same.
2: Mm-hmm. i know you guys can't see it but for people who can see this you can see right here this is one of the not the things is you can get bounding strike uh bounding stride sorry or you can get shattering throw and they're very different like one of them is a movement ability uh, it reduces the cooldown on heroic leap uh and it allows you to like increase your run speed after you use it versus shattering throw which like, you know breaks uh it, it it ignores armor when it deals damage and it does like 500% damage to absorb shields. So it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting, why, why are these two, why are we speaking between them? Uh, another one is like up here, we've got second wind or intervene. And if you look, as you get down the tree, like shockwave is a warrior t- talent, not a fury talent.
1: Yeah. There's, there's a lot of that I, I saw that. Well, I mean, not to not to interrupt, but like, That's something I noted with, like, the shaman tree, too. Like, some of it didn't make sense why it was a shaman ability and not spec-specific.
2: I'm not saying that this doesn't make sense. In fact, I think this is a great move, and here's why. Shockwave is cool, and there's no... Like, when when it's just a prod ability, only tanks get to have it. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is now something that you could build your AOE spec around doing these shockwaves. And it's a it's an arrow it's a it's a cone stun so it won't just hit them it'll stun them you could have like you could have a bunch of warriors in your raid and they all have shockwave and they could just rotate it and you could just stun things like for two seconds that's that's an interrupt to everything in front of you if I mean unless it can't be stunned uh, there's lots of things you can't stun them but if say so you can stun them even if they have a bar around you know that shield they put around interrupt so you can't interrupt things. Like, if someone's got a cast bar with a shield, mm-hmm. you can't interrupt it. If they can be stunned, that will stop them from casting, even if they're not interruptible. And that's... Any warrior could have it. I mean, it's, it's near the bottom of the tree, but it's really interesting. Like, And there's the Rumbling Earth talent that you could get, which is when Shockwave strikes at least three targets, its cooldown is reduced by 15 seconds. So you could get shock down from 40 seconds down to 25 seconds. And that's just right here in the tree. It's, it's, not, it's not in... This is a Fury Warrior... And I'm looking at it right here. It's it's really interesting. Um, and they have stuff like they have all the old arms specializations, like two-handed weapon specialization, which they have a, a, a work-in-progress thing on here that will allow you to do wield and still specialize. Right now, that's not there, but it will be available, which means that your your Titans group Fury Warrior could take two-handed weapon specialization. And that's it's an interesting philosophy that they're adapting. There's stuff in here like Spear of Bastion I know Condemn is around here somewhere. I can never remember where it is, Uh, but I do know it's here somewhere. I'll look around for it. But they've got, you know, here's Avatar. Here's Spear of Bastion. There's that shockwave. I mean, it's just, it's interesting. And I'm really, I've been playing my paladin who doesn't have a holy spec yet, which is real annoying for me because I play holy when I play paladins. Um, (laughs) And but i've been playing the Rhett and prot ones and they have a lot of similar kind of stuff and it makes me wonder like since the the paladin just straight up paladin class tree is in like what's the deal with holy why is it such a hold up and it is just this this is i have a hard time believing that they're going to release this by december
1: yeah, that the yeah mm. I, I we talked about that before too like it it's and it's not that, like i think we doubt their ability as developers or anything like no, that it's just, it's, it's, it's just a like, monumental
2: task it it, if when they pull it off i will be very very happy for them and if they do have to delay it i will not be surprised nor particularly upset because they are doing a lot of work this is you know every time i say something like that people like get mad that i'm like defending blizzard or whatever but it's not a question of defending anything it just think about how many talent specs they're redesigning
1: and especially like one thing i like to point out is like the the idea of like and uh, this is something that when I when we have this conversation, I, somebody people are, well, they use Agile and blah, blah. Basically, modern day Agile software development is everything is in crisis mode. Uh, so like if they in looking at the amount of work that they're doing with like the talent trees and the amount of revisions that they're probably going to have to do, like one of two things is going to happen. Right. Either it's going to have to get delayed or potentially to make sure that it is actually functional because the last thing I want to see is, and Liz and I have had this conversation offline, like Holy Paladin doesn't seem like it feels good right now. And I I can let Liz talk about that because I am not the authority, but like putting the time in to make it feel good for players is kind of important. Right. So like, I, I wouldn't be upset if they take more time with it. The other option is like they crunch and, We don't like crunch crunch is bad crunch crunch burns people out and causes causes irreparable harm. So no. (laughs) So, but yeah, what do you think Liz?
3: I mean, uh, I'm not super thrilled by what I'm seeing on the Paladin side so far, but what I am enthusiastic about is that we have seen Blizzard seriously responding to feedback. Like we've already seen some notable changes to classes and specs Based on what the community has said. So I'm very curious to see like paladins version two, because right now, like the pal- I've looked at paladins the only class I know well that has trees out and they don't have trees for holy, like we said, and that's my spec. So I'm, I'm not a hundred percent expert on radar protection, but like the paladin class tree, there's not a lot of interconnectedness in it. It seems to really push you down, okay, Holy goes down to the left, Protection kind of goes wherever the hell it wants, everyone takes the center, and Retribution takes the right. Like, that's just how it's laid out, and there aren't interconnections where you could go back and forth. So everyone's going to take the center tree, Holy has to take the center and the left, Retribution has to take the center and the right, and Protection has to take the center and then whatever it feels like. And it's just weird. It's it's laid out in a weird way. It also feels like every paladin has to take all of the top of the tree. Like all of it. You just need it. Um, and one of the things Matt was saying about warrior specs, about you could choose to have certain specs and may or stances, sorry, stances. You could choose to have certain stances you want, right? I was thinking, oh, it would be cool if I could choose what auras I wanted and only have those auras. And it kind of does that like um devotion aura is a talent and uh retribution aura is a talent uh but like you got to take both of them it doesn't matter because they're positioned in the tree where you have to take both of them if you want to get like core abilities that you will need and want so like it's kind of like a choice and it's kind of not a choice um so yeah what i'm really interested in seeing how blizzard response to this and i have seen them respond to other classes and it's going to be interesting to see what paladin version 2 is and the other thing retribution paladins it's like it's like a hard split between aoe and single target it's like you're picking aoe or you're picking single target and never the two shall meet um which on one hand that's kind of interesting because if you're like raiding and you're going into a situation that you know is like 99% single target damage, great. You spec straight for it and you just, you go for it. You like really hone in your spec. And if you're, you need to do AOE, change your spec. Do the other spec. You can save spec templates and you can move around as you needed as long as you're out of combat. You don't need to be in Arrested Zone. You don't need an item or anything like that. So it's kind of interesting, but it's also like, okay, Retribution doesn't really have cleave damage or anything like that. You have to make a choice to go single target or to go AOE. And that's that seems like a weird choice to not have anything in the middle. And Retribution is actually kind of like that right now. It's like when you're spending holy power, you, it's like, okay, I can hit the single target button or I can hit the AOE button. And it's like, I have no cleave, I have no middle ground here. If I'm doing single target damage, I'm not doing anything to other targets. And if I'm doing AoE damage, I'm doing very light damage to a single target. Um, So it feels kind of weird. It feels like there's a stark, some really stark lines in both the class tree and the spec trees that you were going to have to go down. And you're going to have to make those choices depending on the situation. I do think making situational choices is interesting but um i don't know it feels very the, very stark if that makes sense
1: the other thing that i'm concerned about too right now with the way that trees are laid out is how encounter design is going to look and work like this because part yeah. of the part of the big the big pull of having broad trees is and they've, they've said this is being able to play how you want right or or making choices that are fun yeah or or meaningful or whatever but if all of the encounter designs push you a certain way, it kind of takes that away. But we haven't really seen a lot of that yet. So I'm interested once we start getting and, into like fight testing, right?
3: Yeah. The other thing is that the value of some of these talents is going to depend very heavily on how they're tuned. Agreed. Um, Like right now, right now the end cap healing talent in the general tree is like, It's currently a legendary that no holy paladin ever, 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 ever uses. Um, And uh, yeah, so it's like, are they going to tune this way up so it's going to feel impactful and good? Or is this just going to be crap choice that no one's ever going to go to the bottom of the tree because it's unappealing? It's an ability that we've had in Shadowlands and haven't liked. So, like, why are you bringing us this unappealing? thing like what um so so i have concerns i have concerns i have hope though i have hope that this will be worked out that we will figure out a thing and um i don't know i just don't know if i i feel like playing a paladin anymore and i mean it's not it's not because these trees are terrible it's just because i really struggled in shadowlands i mean holy paladins have been really good they have kind of a unique play style being in melee and really like doing out some doing some damage, which is fun, but I'm, I don't want to be in melee. <laughs> I did not roll a paladin to hit things in melee. I rolled a paladin to be a healer. And uh, in Shadowlands, they really kind of hard pushed you into melee. They've been, they've been pushing us into melee for a long time. And I'm not, that is not really what I'm enjoying. And They've spent every single patch in Shadowlands, they have nerfed Holy Paladin healing because Holy Paladins are doing too much damage because Holy Paladins are in melee because they're pushed into melee. And I just I don't have fun sitting in melee and having to dodge things and also maintain a DPS rotation and also maintain a healing rotation and also watch 20 health bars on my screen while dodging everything on the floor. And they just, it's really hard. And I work really hard. To do like fifty percent of the healing that other healers do, and it's just—it's ah, very frustrating. And it would be nice if Dragonflight gave me some new options. I—that—that's healed- what I'm hoping for. Hmm. Go for it. Yeah, that was, was kind just- of the end of my thought. That's just—that's what I'm hoping for.
2: I was going to say I was initially going to say you should try a Voker, but um, I've been playing a Voker as heals. Uh, my wife and I ran through the start zone yeah. and did some stuff, and I really like them as healers, but. They are definitely up in your face when they heal. Like they, they they're a, yeah, they're in, they're not like in melee. They're actually like a little bit out, but they're sh- they're a fairly short range caster. Yeah, like they're co- It's called middle right.
3: range or something. Middle
1: range, but middle range, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: But it feels more like twenty five yards. Yeah,
1: they oh. they actually remind me a lot of how uh, healers in Wildstar played.
2: But um, I've never played Wildstar, so I don't I don't really know how to compare that. But I will say that um, one of the things I noticed was that. We, ha- we have a thing here about talking about how they're the most mobile class yet. And what gets me is, as, terms yeah. of, as the healer is concerned, they have a button that basically, it's like a I f- I forget what it's called, but it's like you pop up off the ground and kind of glide. You just glide around. It's a Humber. little bit like the thing... Yeah. It's it's a little bit like what priests do, except it only lasts like about 10, 15 seconds. Unless you talent but,
1: into it lasting longer. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But that 10, 15 seconds, you can cast while you are moving. Mm-hmm. So it is a real, and it refreshes really fast. Like it's, I think it's like a minute. It's not that long to get it back. And it's just, it's amazing when you're doing certain fights, like when there's like fights in the opening zone where they, he's dropping gunk on you and you just hit that button and skate out of it. And while you're skating, you can cast your, your flame strike heal thing.
1: It's, it reminds me a lot of like spirit walkers grace for, for shaman when that's,
2: yeah, but it's better. Um, there's just it is a f- it is an interesting and fun healing spec. It's got like a an AOE heal that's kind of like a heal bomb that you just throw at people and it hits them and then everything around them gets healed by the splash of it. And then it's got the f- mm-hmm. the flame strike heal where you're I don't remember what it's called, but you're throwing flames at people and healing them with the power of the red dragon flight. S- green right.
1: flame, or whatever.
2: Yeah, and those are the only heals I've got right now, but. I'm looking at the talents and I know there are more coming.
1: They have a I, heal I, version of deep breathing, which is yeah. really interesting. They have one, they've, they have one where you zoom to the person, grab them and yeah. heal them and then zoom away with them. Yeah. Like,
2: it's kind of like if leap of, it's kind of like a, the, the, the faith pole thing. But if, if you healed with it, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. There's just a lot of interesting, nice stuff here. They've, they've got that thing where a lot of their stuff is quote unquote enhanced where, if you just push the button, something will go off. But if you push the button and hold it, the longer you hold it, the more effective the and thing is. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a channel, but not. Yeah. So there, you can, it, Basically, it's like, you remember down ranking? Like back in BC and, and classic? Oh, yeah. Down-ranking, oh, yeah.
3: I, I remember downranking. <laughs> this
2: is like, this thing has down ranking built into it. Where if you just push the button and you like push, let go, the spell will just cast at its lowest I- level.
1: I also feel it's important to note that in currently in the user interface, you have the option to change that. So you do not have to hold the button to do so. Yeah. No, can, absolutely. For, but for you, accessibility I just want to throw that that's out there a, for people at home.
2: Yeah. But that's a, like, even then you just, you tap it and then you tap it again. Sure. And you, you still have to wait and you'll get like the three different effects. That's the thing that interests me. Cause I said, it's like, it's down ranking built in, like you push it and push it again. immediately if, if you're using the switch version, and you just cast the first first level of it. Or if you push it, wait, cro- see it cross a bar, then push it, you get the second version. And if you go all the way to the end, you get the third version, which is the most powerful version. So the longer you wait, the stronger it gets. But you obviously have to decide, can I afford to wait and possibly get interrupted? Uh, and so it's it's just an interesting way of playing this. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot to the Evoker as a healer. I have not done them as a DPS, so I can't speak to it. Um, honestly, they feel a little, the little bit of, of, of solo leveling I did before I decided, no, I'm just going to, I'm just going to play this with my wife and I'm going to spec heals and she can worry about being DPS. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't like them as a DPS class. Uh, it feels, it feels like it needs to pick. Like it, it it's trying to be like the paladin that Liz was talking about the Holy Paladin. It was kind of trying to be like a caster version of that, where it's it does stuff with its claws but it does other things to do damage but it just i don't know it didn't feel very satisfying to me and i don't know that i can put it into better terms um have either you played an evoker yet
1: yes right it is
3: uh i played a little but i don't have a i don't have a good feel for it like i haven't it, as you say it has kind of new mechanics it has an unusual spell range And I don't, it like, it hasn't clicked with me the amount I've played it. I've played DPS. I haven't tried healing, though. I've looked over all the healing talents and it has some really neat things. Um, It feels like a class that I just really need to to play around with and have an extensive amount of time to play around with and do some dungeons and things before I can like even understand what the heck is going on.
1: I will say that the starting zone for them does actually teach you quite well the abilities
3: Mm-hmm. yeah um,
1: i agree It it is really well designed in that regard so like because i had a bunch of people ask me um like how complicated it's going to feel is it going to be something they could pick up you know
3: mm-hmm.
1: um i do feel that they did a very good job tutorializing the class so but i mean i'm i'm see, excited yeah, i'm excited to cluster. see them in live content honestly
3: yeah I last messed with them before the starting zone was out, so I d- I haven't actually run through the starting zone. So maybe that's my error and I need to roll a new one and go through the starting zone.
1: Highly recommended.
2: Yeah, the starting zone does really do teach you a lot It um does really do what the heck is. Um but you know, it does teach you quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. We should pro- I mean, we could talk about the accessibility options. I kind of thought we did already talk about them, but we can talk about them again. Well, they're still uh, tweaking
1: them I think as well, right?
2: yeah um they've changed the uh interface every time they've put a new patch down it's changed again now if you go look at oh it. yeah um but i will say yeah. liz made a good point in this email that a lot of these aren't new like it's not that these are all brand new it's the fact that they're all consolidated yeah that they're all in one place and they're relatively easy to find now that's that's the real thing i think a couple of them are still new i, I think the 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 disparate amount of colorblind options is new. I thought before they just had the one. No, and they, now they've got like three.
3: Uh, no. no, I'm afraid they do. They do have three in live game.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, Cause I had to use them to, uh, in order to do, uh, the angry boss in, uh, why can't I remember the name of it? The rage, the, the rage of, of, <laughs> of Nazoth. because that thing was giving me a migraine. I had to actually turn on colorblind mode, but yeah, they have, they have a bunch of different ones.
2: Yeah. But they've, uh, they've basically consolidated everything. They did they did decide not I mean, they've got a motion blur one for uh for the when the shaky camera or for screen motion stuff. I don't know if that's new, uh, quite honestly. I've never noticed the shaky camera thing before. Um but they have that in there now too. There's, there is a fair amount of stuff there. Um so that's cool. I don't really have much else to say like about the,
3: it. Like the like the user interface options throughout have been really streamlined. The menus have been streamlined. Well, I don't think the arrangement of the menus has been changed since the game launched, has it been? It's been, basically we've bolted more very, on to the existing menus. Am I remembering v- that right?
1: You are. It's been very limited in its uh, It's Mostly it, in, mostly
2: instead of changing, they just add stuff to things that they already had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is, a, this is so it feels completely like- different. Like, like If you look at here, I've, I've brought it up for people who are watching this stream. Uh, you've got the system. And then there's four subcategories of graphics, audio, language, and network. Then there's gameplay. And there's five subcategories of controls, interface, RAID profile, social, and key bindings. And then there's accessibility with general, colorblind mode, and text-to-speech. By the way, text-to-speech, really interesting that they have this. This is mostly for voice chat. But there's a transcribe voice chat feature. Um, There's a read chat text out loud feature. Um, there's the speak for me in voice chat feature, which the thing will now you can even pick which voice you wanted to use.
3: And what I think is interesting about the accessibility options and the entire kind of menu system overhaul is this is like, blizzard is looking at this for maybe the first time seriously, since the game was launched and like modernizing it and making all of these options easier to find, uh, one thing I would certainly do is, you know, make that auto loot option auto checked when you roll a new character. Which it's been eighteen years, and you still have to go dig through menus and find that option and click it.
2: Yeah, I don't. <laughs> not I don't that do I'm bitter ever. or anything. Yeah, for for me, <laughs> really? I hate that. No, I don't do auto loot ever. Uh, I want to know what I'm. Okay,
3: looting.
2: so I'm one you, of those people. You I'm are weird. the
3: one for which it's not. For, you're the person for which it is not auto selected. Yes, but the thing is, is
2: I'm a a middle-aged white man, and I present it (laughs) as as cisgender, so the world should revolve around me and only me. Um, No, I I, I think (laughs) that they should basically, uh, they should probably make auto-loot, because just about everybody I know uses it. Um, I definitely think that it it should be easier to get in the first place. Uh, Just, you know, whether or not you want it auto-checked, it should be easier to find, even than it is now. And they have made changes.
3: Yeah, even in the even in the this modernized menu system I still couldn't tell you where it is without like digging around <laughs> it's somewhere but it's like they've looked at the menu system and just thought about it from a modern perspective for the first time in nearly 20 years and uh, it shows it shows it's much easier to find things things are grouped together in more reasonable ways and I think I mean it's not a change that's gonna make or break your enjoyment of the game it's not a change that's gonna make you more powerful or less powerful it's just it's nice. It's nice. It's nice that they took the time and thought about this because the game, you know, needs this stuff.
2: I am here, guys. I'm Sorry, I'm just looking at the email. Uh, it's like, ah, I'm not talking. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done anything with the professions, so I don't know what to do. But they've brought in inscription and skinning. I was actually worried they weren't even going to have inscription because I hadn't seen anything for it. I was like, okay, but they've brought in inscription. And they've skinning been.
3: Now. They've been bringing in professions like two at a time with each alpha build. So not all the professions are out yet. But yes, they rolled out Skinning and Inscription today. I'm interested in looking at Skinning. Skinning is the first Gathering profession that they've added to the alpha.
2: Yeah, and I got to say, I wasn't really thinking Skinning really needed much of a revamp. I mean, do Gathering professions need a revamp? I don't know. Yeah, we're definitely going to see if they have one. There's specializations. Maybe there's... I don't know what they are. I could go back to town and actually look. They have all the vendors up, but yeah, maybe yeah. The there are way.
3: specializations for all of them, so it's it's going to be interesting. This, the professions are a lot more complicated yeah, than they I used to be, and I think that's probably a good thing. What do well, y'all think? Going to let Joe talk, Joe.
1: No, I've talked a lot. Please.
2: All right. I was just going to say, I I remember picking up blacksmithing forever ago on my main, my original main, who is no longer my main, but. Um and he's been blacksmithing and enchanting since vanilla and I have a lot of vanilla recipes on him that I'm never going to get cuz they don't even exist anymore in some cases so I'm not going to change his professions but I think in general I might start experimenting with professions now like actually instead of just defaulting to oh yeah gathering and uh I guess I'll go with blacksmithing or greg gathering and I guess I'll go with engineering um I'll actually look at leather working. I might, I might go, especially if they've got specializations for gathering professions, I might go double gathering again, which I haven't done in a while. I, I used to go like blacksmith. I used to go mining and, and the skinning all the time because it was just such a great, you know, you're leveling a character up. That's a great approach just to, you know, throw all the stuff you get on the auction house. So if the specializations are cool, that's something I might do again, but I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I feel about professions that used to just be able to be done anywhere. Now suddenly requiring like a table. Do you need a table to disenchant things, or can you just disenchant anywhere? Do you know?
1: Disenchanters can just disenchant anywhere still. Okay,
3: good. That was um, bugging me. But the new enchanting, new enchanting isn't in the game yet. I don't think.
1: Yeah, the new enchanting hasn't been discussed. I'm just talking about current enchanting, like on live.
2: No, no, I'm talking about in this.
3: Yeah, the, so we don't. No,
1: we have yeah. no idea for alpha.
3: Yeah,
2: that's the thing. Like, you know, if if you can't just. I don't know. Maybe it would be good if you can't just disenchant stuff in a, in a group. Uh, maybe that, you know, because people like re- were really weird about it. They had to actually make it so that if there was an enchanter in the group, everybody could just get the thing disenchanted through the interface. Remember that? Yep. When they So maybe that's good that instead, you know, you can't disenchant in a raid at all or in a party and you'd have to take the thing away with you to get it done. I don't know.
3: Well, that might... That might make grouping more complicated because if a drop, if a drop, drop, if you're in, you know, an LFG group, people you don't know, a drop drops, no one wants it. It's like, oh, I can disenchant this, but I have to go to town and then I'll have to find you later and give it to you. And it's like, that's never going to happen. Or there's, yeah, but remember that they've put in the work
2: orders for some professions. Imagine if you could just take the piece and say, yeah, I'm going to get it disenchanted and just work order it. And you know, just give it to a, give it to a random person who then disenchant it and send you back the mats.
1: You you hit exactly on what I think hmm. they're intending to do. So I Interesting. I, I actually yeah. think that work orders are going to replace on the fly uh, crafting, and I think that's the intention. And I have no bearing or no reason to really you know think that other than just looking at like what they're proposing and what they're doing. I personally don't do not like the idea of having to go to a specialized location. Uh, to do your craft or do something, right? I think it it's, you get a brand new piece of gear while leveling. You happen to be leveling your profession at the same time. If you need to craft something for that piece of gear and you have to stop leveling, stop engaging with the story, stop engaging with the game to go all the way back to a hub to do the thing, then find your way all the way back, that's that's not fun to me, right? That's Oh, but, but, they
2: have the things not at the hub they have them just out in the world like you can just stumble across an alchemy altar or whatever yeah and and once you know where they are you know i mean yeah you're still having to go somewhere but you're not going away you're not leaving the zone you're just going to the place in the zone where you know you can do it i'm not saying that it's it's great i'm just wondering if that will make it less awful if that makes sense
3: I mean, what are you what are you imagining you're going to have to do to gear while leveling? You think to apply gems or enchants or things like that while Ench- you're leveling up?
1: Enchants sockets if you get gems or you know things, like, and I'm just spitballing, right? Because like that's oh. that's something we see we yeah. see now when we're like we're raiding or when we're doing dungeons or when we're like you're doing a quest that like rolls and gets sockets or whatever. I again, we haven't really gone into a whole lot of detail about how that's going to look yeah. in the future. I'm basing this purely off of what we have now live in game. Uh, so everything, grain of salt, etc. But it's like it's things like that that I, I question. Like imagine like I'll use our our raid as an example. Like we were raiding with uh, our main tank and one of his. He's switching over to a different class because uh, he was going from Death Knight to Warrior, and his Warrior was under geared. He got a piece of gear that was a massive upgrade for him. We gemmed it, enchanted it right there on the spot in raid. If we had to go all the way back and wait for him to come back, that would have taken X amount of time, where you know everybody else is just kind of sitting around. So except
3: sh- you know, if you already have. If you already have a gem crafted, we don't know that you're going to have to go back to a place to apply the gem. Same with enchants. If you have an enchant on a scroll, we don't necessarily know that you're going to have to, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: like, there's not necessarily a reason for Blizzard to make that less convenient than it already is. And it seems like, I agree with you, that would be a big downside, but we also haven't seen anything that says it's going to be that way.
1: Very very true, right? Like, we have no idea right now because they haven't really talked a lot about it, but it's... Yeah. I'm just just giving, because Matt asked the question, I'm giving my opinion, right? It's just, I don't like things that take me out of the flow of playing the game, if that makes
3: sense. so It makes perfect sense, yeah. I mean, the situation you have described is like, would be a very bad situation. And hopefully, Blizzard already knows this and will not go that way, because that would be...
1: I could see them building in something to, like, engineering, like they did in the past, where, oh, Jeeves becomes a portable anvil or something like that, because we had that at one point, right? Because there was a time where we need- I have
2: portable. Yeah, I've actually got, like, four portable anvils in my bag right now. Because don't forget,
1: like, at one point in time, professions literally required this for certain things. I mean, it
2: was, yeah, like, for instance, you're you're talking about, like, the alchemy lab that you had to go into Scholomance for. Mm Mm-hmm. Or And then you had, there was another one inside Blackwing Lair, Um, and, and of course, blacksmithing to this day has requires the anvil. Like you can't do blacksmithing without an anvil. So you, so the portable anvil, the difference, be,
1: the difference is, is that now not only the portable anvil, but now the, cause you had the gnomish, uh, gnomish or goblinish, uh, multi-tool that counted as everything. Right. So they made a lot of conveniences that you could just do stuff on the run. Um, because they people were getting pulled out or having to carry extra stuff around and, and things like that. So I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with Professions because, again, we've been crying for a long time about Professions need an update. They do. Um, I'm just curious what the end result is going to be.
2: As much as I do think we have a lot more we could talk about, we just spent 41 minutes on Shadowlands. We haven't even talked about... I mean, on, on uh, Dragonflight, we haven't even talked about Shadowlands Season 4 or Castle Nathria, both which went live today. Uh, I feel like I gotta at least mention them, um, so I'm going to. Yeah
3: we we have to we have to talk about season four at least.
2: So um, first off, Castle Nathria for Hearthstone that's out today as we're recording this. Yep. I don't think there's anything really new to say about it, so I'm not gonna jump on that too much. But I am going to bring up some of the Shadowlands season four stuff. Um, first off, for some reason, whenever I go to find posts about it. I hit the EU sites. I don't know why that is. Uh, it's kind of confusing, but regardless, um, I'm trying to think of the thing that talk about first. Uh, the season four rate achievement, I think we'll mention first, it's only available to normal or higher. Um, you can't get it in LFR. The achievement text originally suggested LFR, but it is not the case. That's why you're seeing a lot of people setting up uh, boosts and carries uh, to get people the achievements and stuff. One of the th- reasons for that too is that people want to get the uh, the faded raid meta achievement, the the you know fade of the Shadowlands raids, which is the slime cat mount, Jigglesworth Senior, which is you know it looks like a Nightsaber made a out of goop. Cat. Yeah, yeah, it, it just looks like a Nightsaber yeah. made out of goop. I am I am deeply not interested in this mount, but you know a lot of people are really <laughs> unhappy that they can't get it. Uh, and a lot of people are like trying to get into guilds and so forth. So they can, I, yeah, I don't like, I can see its skull. I mean, I can see its skull and why does it have a skull (laughs) and its backbone are clearly visible, but none of its leg bones are there. Oh, but regardless, a lot of people want it. So, you know, that's, that's something people are talking about. Um, the shadowlands winds of wisdom buff, which was only in place till season four started. That's gone. And a lot of people would like it back uh, because they want it to extend it so they can use it to get Dragonflight characters. Like if they want to switch their alts uh, or you know switch to an alt and change that to a main or what have you, they'd like to have the uh, Winds of Wisdom buff. But Blizzard is not wanting to do that. Uh, I don't necessarily think that they would need to. Um, I don't know how much time we have left. Sh- they've said... I- why don't you tell me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure they've said that this is going to be a shorter season, that it's not going to be as long as previous season. And that to know. me that to me says that this is going, they're going to, be, at some point, they're expecting to launch this thing even f- closer to now than December. Um, so I don't think, if that's the case, I don't think we really need the Winds of Wisdom because you're not going to really have time. But I don't know. Uh, well,
3: I mean, with Winds of Wisdom, you might have time. I don't know. There's just been... I've actually been surprised that there's been a pretty significant player outcry about losing the Winds of Wisdom buff, which uh if no one knows what we're talking about, that is a plus fifty percent experience buff. So you could level up those alts to play in season four, and it was meant to end today, and it did it did end today, but a lot of people are like, no, why not just leave it until Dragonflight so we can finish leveling up and be ready for the expansion at our leisure? And um, yeah.
2: I, I think people are remembering I don't know, that's all I got. I think people are remembering the way it was back in uh, Battle for Azeroth going into Shadowlands, where they brought that buff back, and they even brought in the Reputation buff that did the same thing but for Reputation, Mm -hmm. and they left it going for months. But the difference there was that that was during the biggest part of the pandemic, and it was very clearly a a method to get people who were coming back to play WoW because they couldn't leave their homes, they were giving it to them as a, you know, here you go, you level faster while you're stuck in your house. I don't think that they're aiming to do that now, but Joe hasn't spoken about this yet, so I don't know if he has anything.
1: Nope, none of the nad. Okay.
2: Uh, do either of you want to talk about the ahead of the curve mount? <laughs>
3: uh, the ahead of the curve mount is really wild. It's like a tiny halandrus that you can fly around on. <laughs> It's great, and uh, the good news is that you can still get it, even though we've switched seasons and it's season four. You just have to go and kill the Jailer. There's a drop off the Jailer. You go and turn that in, and you're done. You can fly around on your own little mini Halandras. So that is one good thing that has not gone away with the season switchover.
1: Uh, Joe, do you have anything to say about that? I mean, everybody should have it. It's fun. It has giant glowy balls that you that are its propulsion system. I love it.
2: I think it's worth mentioning that the uh, question of whether or not we're going to get another level of legendaries for season four is we are not uh, the, the last levels that we got back when the Xerath uh, Mortis opened up, that's it. Uh, which means that there's going to be eye level on faded heroic raids. That's going to be just as good as the legendaries and there'll be gear on mythic faded mythic is going to be significantly better. Um, that's just what's going to happen. And I, I get why they're not necessarily going to boost them again because partially they don't feel like they're going to be useful very much longer since they they're planning on the season yeah. ending and the you know us switching to you know dragonflight. I also find myself wondering if the legendary powers are significant enough that they don't think it matters. Like some of the, some of the legendaries are are like straight up spec changing. They're like a they're like oh, a yeah. tier set bonus in one item. So. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh do we do either of you have a strong
3: feeling about this one? Mm. I'm glad I don't have to craft another legendary, and I'm sure crafters are glad that they don't have to level up another uh legendary level. I frankly I think it's good. Otherwise it's just a headache. You have to level up more for an item that you're gonna throw in the trash when the expansion comes out.
1: Yeah. Like yeah, there's really nothing else I can say. Same boat, say boat.
3: All right. well, that covers pretty much season four in
2: a nutshell. Uh, we have a post on the site about explaining how faded raids work and how that's going to be. One thing I feel like people have missed is that whilst the faded raids are going to rotate initially, uh, eventually all raids will be faded. So eventually you will just be raiding faded LFR, faded uh, normal, faded heroic, or faded uh, mythic. And saying faded that many times makes it sound like the word fetid, which is not the same thing. They're not the same. Fetid is bad. Fetid is like really bad cheese smell. Uh, So just, you know, they're not the same, but I do think that's an interesting thing to think about that in a month or two, you might not even the, the raids as we've known them will be gone. Like, I don't know how that's going to work. Will you have a toggle? Can you just switch between original and faded versions? They haven't said anything about it. They just said that eventually
3: all raids will be faded. So that's interesting. I mean, will it be kind of like will it be kind of like running a Mythic Plus where you have to go in and you put in your Keystone and then you fire up the Mythic Plus with all of its extra stuff? I could see that being a thing. That would be. a cool way don't know. To do it. But I don't know. Or, or you yeah. talk
1: to an NPC at the beginning of it.
3: Yeah, it's kind of yeah, show. back. To me. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, we're but gonna find yeah. out tomorrow.
3: He's on. Un-
2: he's unescapable. But also, uh, one thing that Liz mentioned next ramus went live in classic season of mastery last week um on the 28th i think it was like a few days after the after the uh initial phase happened so yeah but no one's no one said anything about whether or not they've cleared it i don't think i think i assume they have because man
3: i mean i i went looking to see if someone had cleared it because i was expecting the usual news about how someone cleared it in 30 minutes and i couldn't Mm -hmm. find anything so maybe I've just gotten really bad at finding news on the internet, or it seems impossible that it hasn't been cleared over the weekend. Uh, but yeah, Naxxramas is there if you want to go raid Naxxramas in Classic Season of Mastery.
2: But yeah, and uh, at this point, I think, well, no, we just have a couple other things we can talk about really fast. We'll, we'll see if how fast we are talking about them will be. Um, Diablo Immortals got some Season 3 information out. Um, basically, the, the season theme for the next season, season three, which is, I guess, in September, because the current one's in August and it's happening right now. So, uh, da, 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 da. yeah, here They're we go. They're
3: rolling out seasons. They're rolling out seasons so fast.
2: Yeah, it is. Well, you know, season three Battle Pass has got the aspect of justice thing, which is it's a cosmetic where you look kind of like Tyrael, except you're wielding like a pick instead of an axe. But I don't know you know what that is. We've got the Wrathborn invasions as a daily event where, you know, angry demons show up. That's kind of a Diablo thing. I don't know how surprised you can be, but they're going to show up at 12 (laughs) o'clock PM server time each day, which is like the most predictable thing. It's like, that's not demons usually aren't this predictable. Usually these guys are like, you know, Oh no, they're here. Now it's like, yeah, yeah. Get here already. Man. I gotta, I gotta pick my wife up. Come on. So, yeah, um, but there you go. That's that's actually looks kind of interesting if you look at the way it's going to work, because it sort of feels like the invasions from Legion. Uh, you've got this whole thing where people are like, you know, you, you, you're you attempting to keep them from getting control of the zone and stuff. It, it does feel a little bit like Legion. So that's interesting. And, of course, there's the Hungering Moon limited time event, which, uh, I mean, I didn't know that the moon got hungry, and that's, I didn't know it wanted blood, but there you go. That's-
3: that one's been in the game for a few weeks, though, hasn't it? I, I feel like I feel like that one's been around a little while. Well, it, right now that hungering blood thing is now, but it's a
2: limited time okay. event. It's not going to be around forever, apparently. Uh, but it's mm-hmm. it says August thir- August twelfth, three o'clock a.m. to August fifteenth, three o'clock a.m. That's when it will, the next one will be, and I assume it happens regularly from there but that's something that they're talking about oh so maybe it rotates yeah it it reoccurs basically uh then there's Mm -hmm. warband Warband stuff vote to kick is coming um so yeah for people who you know just afk their way through so
3: yeah one thing i noticed trying to do raids in uh in immortal is that you'll start a group and you'll be waiting and then someone will just be sitting there afk and you can't go into the raid while someone's AFK, but you also can't kick them because they're in the group. You can't kick them out of the group. And that seems a little backward thinking it not very effective. So yeah, that's coming and that'll be good. Um, so yeah, we got that
2: mentioned. I'm trying to think of anything else. No, we already talked about that. Uh, I did post the thing about Digimon survive here and I'm going to mention it. Cause why not? I think at this point, we're not going to get to any emails, which is hilarious because I asked people for questions after not getting any for a few weeks. So of course, of course, we ended up talking for the entire podcast. Sorry, guys. I loved. There's that you so gave me much
3: going on.
2: Um, I do appreciate. There's the so much
3: happening right now.
2: Uh, but Digimon Survive got review bombed because a lot of people were unhappy that it is a virtual novel. It is like a virtual it, novel. It takes
1: with, like yeah, it takes like two hours to get to actual gameplay or something like that. Yeah,
2: the, the gameplay is is nestled between virtual novel stuff. I I don't have a dog in this fight because while I love the Digimon theme song. I do not, I've never played a Digimon game or even completely watched a single Digimon cartoon. I know almost nothing about this. I just know that I like the theme song.
1: I literally just um, watched a video on this before the, the
2: podcast. Yeah.
1: Because so, I was curious I, what all the hubbub was about.
2: I just think in general, this this, I'm not going to get too heavy here, but the world we live in, there's so much stuff happening. And the thing you're mad about is a Digimon game not being what you expected even though they admit they repeatedly said it's going to be a visual novel like they didn't at first but over the past year they brought this up like 18 times it's like at some point guys if you're excited about the game you, you should pay attention to what they're saying about it like i get that you know when they were first doing it they they announced it was going to be something different but you know when they first announced halo it was going to be a third person rts type game that's that's what the original announcer for halo was it was going, and also it was going to be on Mac because Bungie at the time made Mac games, and they, it wasn't until ah, after Microsoft yes, bought yes. them, you know. So those were the days. Well, I mean, you know, would it have been great if you'd gotten a third person Halo? Uh, what's really funny is apparently the whole reason Halo went I first mean, person was so they could drive around in the war.
3: I mean, I. I remember when Bungie was a Mac uh, developer, and they were working on a series called Descent, which was yep. really cool and fun. And as a Mac user, I remember that very clearly. Microsoft bought them, and then it was no more games for Mac. Gone, no yeah. more Descent. You are making Halo for the Xbox forever.
2: Yeah, I mean, and then once they stopped doing that, they just made they made Destiny. So, uh, hmm. which I you know I like Destiny, but it's not Marathon. I really wanted a new marathon series. But anyway, yeah, so the whole thing with Digimon Survive and the review bombing, it's not even being review-bombed because it's bad. It's being review-bombed because it's a visual novel. And I don't know. Maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm cranky. But I feel like review-bombing a game just because you don't like a genre it's in, I I don't know. And now we've got people, now there's like review wars over this where some people are going in and giving it five-star ratings to combat the review-bombing. And it's like... I really didn't think my dystopia was going to be this heavily involved in people fighting over video games.
1: I mean, and the funny thing is, or the sad thing is this is common now. Like it's happened with a whole bunch of games out there. Digimon is just, this is the latest one to get hit by it. Right? Like so many of the new games that are coming out, like as soon as somebody latches onto it or, or like it gets in a subreddit somewhere or, you know, or some, some personality or talking head on YouTube decides they don't like it. They just, People go and review bomb the game games or games out there without ever touching them, playing them. They don't even know anything about them, but they're allowed to review them. Um, the, I don't know. It's like you said; it's a, it's a dystopian hellscape out there, and there is so few things to be happy about. <laughs> I don't understand why people just just walk away if you don't like something. That's fine. You don't have to like everything, and not everything has to be made for you. Just just stop.
2: <sighs> but yeah, uh, Liz, do you have anything to say about Digimon or this this thing before we move on?
3: Uh, I think visual novels are great. I want more of them. Uh, let's do this. Okay, but I, but go I also to, know nothing about Digimon. So
1: I'm gonna go back to oh. playing Boyfriend Dungeon.
2: Yeah, all I know about visual novels <laughs> is that people keep asking me what I think of them, and I'm like, I've never heard of that. Like, is Feel is Boyfriend? You know, the, the the pigeon boyfriend game
1: is that a visual novel? I mean,
3: I would call it a visual novel. I yes. would absolutely okay.
1: call Hatfield Boyfriend a, a visual novel.
2: So I know yeah. one. I've 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 kind of played one okay there you go there you go but regardless um we do like we've got like two minutes and we have a bunch of questions and the Tetsemi one i think i kind of answered your question Tetsemi, just we were talking about warrior stuff um but in general i i don't really i don't know how much fun this will be like straight up i can't answer that question because it's not finished yet Mm -hmm. Uh, what i've done playing with it so far is it's okay but the stances don't really provide enough to make them super fun and i agree that maybe instead of having the stances they have they should have maybe done some different ones because right now it's battle defense and berserker so it's the exact same stances we used to have back in vanilla why not throw in some other ones why not gladiator stance maybe in prot why not you know i just feel like there's there's ways that they could have made it more interesting but in general i like that they're bringing stances back um do either of you think you can read a roxy's thing and do you think we can answer it in like a minute and a
1: half yeah i think we could probably get through that so i'll go through it if you want go all right for the podcast. go for it for the podcast it is your goblin friend roxy with a question related to the outrage around jellycat and not being available on lfr what are your best tips for fighting off social anxiety in game and finding a good guild as a professional in mental health it's sometimes hard to remove my knowledge on how to combat this in my opinion the game becomes much more fun when you do it with friends it absolutely does do it with friends. I think we actually had a bunch of articles uh, on the site. I, I don't know if they're archived at this point or, or how long ago it's been. Like, tips for finding gills. I'm, we ran stuff like that not too long ago, didn't we? Liz, I'm looking
3: at you. Um Not within my memory, but I'm adding a post to the post queue right now (laughs) because that's a really good idea. I mean, if we did do stuff about finding guilds, it's been many years. It's been quite a while since we had dedicated guild content because it wasn't very popular. But, yeah, you kind of need you're going to need a group for this.
1: Yeah. and, And honestly, like there's a lot of ways that you can go about finding a guild. Uh, I'm going to tell you if somebody's screaming in trade chat, probably not a good idea. Um, but a lot of the community discords, uh, our discord is, is a really great place. I've seen people, uh, join guilds based off of, of making mutual friends there and talking there. Um, Twitter communities are actually out there as well. Uh, we used to have a bunch of blog communities that were dedicated to our, to it, but it's just take your time and feel it out. Uh, that's really the best option, uh, the best advice I can give. What about you, Liz?
3: I mean, one thing I would pay attention to: warning signs. Um, oh, people, how do you
1: get over the social anxiety are tell about you grouping? Who, Sorry, Roxy's in chat. Roxy's clarifying: How do you hmm. help people get over the social anxiety about grouping?
3: Hmm.
1: That's a much more complicated question.
3: I mean, that's that's <laughs> uh, that is a much more complicated question. Um, well, I can I mean, share how point, it happens just, for you me. You just have to. Yeah. Uh, what, happens,
2: what happens for me is that I usually know people who are in other guilds, and I'm like, "Hey, can I join your guild and maybe come along occasionally on like you know a couple raids uh, as a DPS warrior in the back and no big deal." And they're like, "You know, okay, yeah, sure, you can join and maybe we'll bring you along sometimes." And then six months later, I'm the main tank. <laughs> this has happened to me. This happened to me every expansion up to Legion. Like, you know, what, what happened? Why am I suddenly in front of everyone and wearing a shield? Where did the shield come from? <laughs> what, what's going on? Oh, okay. Now I have to talk on, on, on discord and tell people what to do. I have to tell people, I don't even know half of you guys. Okay. Hi, I'm, I'm Matt. I will be tanking this, I guess. Uh, do any of you know the fight? No. Cause it's a brand new fight. That's great. I'm just going to charge him and see what happens. Okay. That's why it's worked for me, and, and i got to be up front. It hasn't helped at all. I've been super anxious. I've been super anxious for, like, what? How many years has it been? All of them. All of the World of Warcraft years. I'm very anxious when I tank. <sighs> <sighs> uh, anyway, don't do that. I mean, <laughs> don't join a guild and then suddenly find yourself the main. That doesn't I help. In all sincerity, if you join a guild, you know, make it clear to them what you want to do, what you're looking to do, and make sure that it's a good fit. And both ways. You know, are they a good fit for your new if you're in a guild and you're recruiting somebody, are they a good fit for you? Do you get along with them? Do you like when Joe joined the guild he's in now that, that Liz is now in, they of course immediately took to him because it's Joe and he's a lot of fun to raid with.
1: Um, you just say that because I kept you alive.
2: No, I say that because you know, you allowed me to like, you know, t- like heroic leap into the middle of a group of oozes <laughs> and then thunderclap and they were all like, ah, kill this guy. And I was like, Ah, running away. But yeah, no, seriously. Um, Finding like the group that you gel with is is a big part of it. Anxiety drops when you feel comfortable. When you feel like, okay, I can be me. I won't have to put up with anybody saying or doing anything that's going to make me feel uncomfortable. If someone does, uh, I know the people here will tell them to knock it off. That kind of thing. Uh, I think it's a really big part of it.
1: Liz was trying to say something. And I want to let her her answer. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we lost Liz. Okay, I will then. Fill the time. Um, The one thing that I do always remind people when we talk about social anxiety over grouping is when you're doing, um, for lack of a better term, you know, pug group content, you don't owe anyone any interaction. And it's sometimes okay to remind yourself of that. Uh, While there does need to be some form of communication sometimes for some of these fights, um, you don't have to respond to somebody if it's not important or if it's not relevant to the fight. Um and sometimes just reminding yourself of that is is good enough to curb some of that that anxiety. So
3: I mean everyone is going to have an opinion about people's performance and you know sometimes people are going to say mean things but you have to disconnect yourself from that. If you can't find If you can't find a group that's a perfect fit and you're going into random groups, which random groups can be very difficult because you never know. Even I, I have been healing in this game for 18 years. I have been healing and joining a random group. I still, I'm a little worried. Someone's going to maybe critique my healing skills. Someone's going to say, oh, you aren't good enough. Get out. Get out. And. I still think that even all these years later, and I think you may be surprised that probably a lot of people think think that a lot of players think that and are just as nervous as you are about getting into a group. Really, we are all we are all people. We are all human people with our fears and anxieties, and uh, I think actually a lot of people are going to understand that, and it's those. Those occasional bad apples who are very noisy about it, who are very noisy about saying, oh, your spec isn't right. Your DPS isn't high enough. You should be doing more healing. Oh, tank. You weren't pressing the right buttons. There's always going to be people like that. The thing is to man, If you tell me what buttons
2: to press, I will destroy you. You jerk.
3: (laughs) I I mean, when, when people start getting on to me about healing, I've just learned, okay, I'm going to drop the group, and then you can see how long it takes you to get another healer in the queue, so have fun with that. Um, like, one thing you can do is just not, not take a tank or healing role. Mm-hmm. Your queues are going to be a lot longer, but having just going in as a basic DPS spec, there is less on your plate. You just need to focus on hitting things. And it's not necessarily your responsibility to keep the group alive and having a lower responsibility level and just having one thing to like raise laser focus on that can really help. You, you don't have to take a few worries off your plate.
1: All right. I don't, again, don't know if there's a, a really quick answer we can give to that one. It is a very complicated question, uh, but hopefully that did it some justice. Uh, Matt, is there anything else you want to add before we close it out? Nope. I want you to do the thing. I'm going to do the thing now because blizzard watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreoncom slash blizzard watch. Your continued support means this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow blizzard watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, better chance at having your question answered on our podcast for the queue and an ads free site experience.
2: Thank you, Joe. Uh, even though we didn't get to them, I super appreciate the questions we have. Um, please keep sending them. I, I beg you. Uh, you can do this via our email address, which is podcast at blizzardwatch.com with podcast or blizzardwatch, So we know it's for this show, or you can use our discord. We've got two channels for people to ask us questions. One is the Patreon Patreon Q and podcast questions channel. So if you're a patron, we look there first, all the questions I was going to read were from there this week. Um, and, and they're really Sorry. good. Sorry. You no, know, I, I liked Tetsumi's one, especially, but we did answer it in the body of the thing. So I feel like in a way we got two and, uh, I will also say that the Star Hammer, you're dang right. Spider-Man, totally dead. Yeah, it's great. Um, but if you'd rather do that, if you can't support us, however, we do have a channel for people who can't be patrons because we understand not everyone can be a patron. Uh, and that's just the podcast and Q questions channel. That's below the Q and you know the patron one. Uh, we look there, too. Uh, I believe, Joe, didn't you do one based on a question in there for Lore Watch this week? I did. Yeah, so... With that, I am going to say goodbye to you all because this is basically the entire podcast. We'll do a little after show, but probably not very long. Um, Thank you guys for being here with us. We appreciate it every week when you guys show up and we're going to be back next week.